News Talk 1340-KROC-AM. This is a Broad Talk Day. Good morning, ladies. Morning. Burton is back. Yahoo! Joy is here. Yep. Uh, Brianna and Karen are on assignment. Mm -hmm. And our bonus broad is here, too. Jessica Schmidt, how are you doing? Jessica Schmidt, how are you doing? (laughs) Jessica. I am well, thank you. It's good to have you here. You're part of Leadership Greater Rochester. I am. So, first of all, if people don't know what that program is all about, Explain what it is and why you were interested in being part of it. Well, it is a 10-month leadership development program through the Chamber of Commerce. And um, basically what happens is every month we gather together. There's about 30 to 35 of us all interested in being leaders in the community and in our uh, kind of individual workplaces. And we get together for an entire day once a month, and we are exposed to all kinds of things leadership related. So we'll tour the community, we'll um, hear speakers who are um, advanced leaders in their groups or in the government, or um, I think next month we'll be touring the police station and the fire station just to kind of get to know our community, how things work, um, and to really kind of learn what kind of leaders we are and invest back into the community as well. It's kind of interesting because um, sometimes this always struck me as something that you would do when you first moved to a city to get to know a city. And then I realized there are so many people that, you know, have lived here for 20 years or 10 years or and never been to fill in the blank, you know, Assisi Heights or gone to Mayo Wood or been in the government center Mm -hmm. other than getting their driver's license. I mean, there is a lot of things that you can learn about your community when you plug into something, and that's what this program is all about. Exactly. Yeah, we have class members who are everything from having just moved into town three months before the program started to having grown up here, lived their whole life here, moved away for college, and then decided to come back. Mm -hmm. Um, To myself, who I I didn't grow up here, but I've been here for uh, about 15 years, and um, You know, a lot of the things that we did, maybe I had experience before, but not in the way that you're able to kind of get into the nitty gritty of things. Um, For example, we toured uh, the the home that's in Central Park and our tour guide is able to really get into the details and explain things more so than maybe you'd be able to get on a public tour. Mm -hmm. Um, Or we went to the uh, water reclamation plant, you know, and we got to see how they take our sewage and make it into (laughs) water that can be put back into the natural water system. And so these are things that you just don't get to see day to day living in town. But as a leader in the city in the future, you know, knowing how these things work and who's doing the work, I think it makes you a more informed leader, a better community member, um, a a stronger citizen. It's a chamber of commerce program. That's right. And, uh, it's ideal, like you said, for future leaders of the program or of the city. Would it be fair to say that a majority of the people are there because their business has suggested it to them or because they wanted to be part of LGR? Well, I certainly think it's a mixture. Um, I know I know a number of people whose businesses participate year to year and they kind of elect someone to represent the business. Um, I myself am employed through Mayo Clinic. And so I just read about it in the news center one you know afternoon and thought, wow, you know, this sounds pretty cool. I'm in the point in my career where I'm hoping to advance into a, more of a leadership role. So I thought, you know, this this sounds like 
something right up my alley. So for me, my employer didn't recommend it to me necessarily. They sure. just put it out there as an all call for all employees to participate. Um, so it's kind of a mixture of both. I think certainly everybody wants to be there, though. That's that's the neat thing about it is that you don't get anybody that, that's right. you know being pushed in the door and oh, yeah. to sit through it. Because it's a big commitment. Like you said, Huge. it's one day a month. And that's a big commitment for employers to let their employees go. That's right. In essence, one day, one day a month. Yeah. You bet. And so everyone is very committed to being there. And um, one of the really cool parts about the entire program is that we are made to put together a community impact project. And that's why you're here. And that's why I'm here. <laughs> and Segway. Yes. <laughs> you're so good. You're so good. And so, uh, first of all, we need to explain the little mini libraries. That's right. Because so, that's what this is all based around. Yeah. So, we, so for a community impact project, we decided um, after putting forward a number of themes and ideas and, and needs that our community has, we decided to move forward on helping children uh, literacy rates. Oh, we should say that there have been some astounding projects, both physical and just maybe something that you can't see as much over the past few years that people might be familiar with. Um, a couple of them that I can think of would be the fountain at Central Park, since you just mentioned that one. Yep. They did some work out at the, at the fairgrounds. They did yep. some beautification over there. Yep. What, what are some of the other programs? Um, oh, um, the field, the Miracle Field? Yeah, Miracle Field right. is one of them. Uh, one class worked with the Children's Museum of Rochester to create right. um, an exhibit before they had a physical space. Um, the kitchen at Channel One oh, is, right. is probably the, yeah. the largest project mm -hmm. undertaking, kind of physical project undertaking that's been done. Um, one class worked with the Alternative uh, Learning Center and created a garden that the students could use to plant their own vegetables and learn how to cook uh, mm -hmm. healthy foods. So it's it's been a kind of a runs the gamut right. of, of community things. And, and so your group wanted to take on literacy. Literacy, that's right, yeah. And we had a lot to live up to with all these great projects that we did. So we really wanted something, um, kind of the, the, the four terms that we're meant to keep to is desirable, sustainable, um, Oh, of course, I knew that my mind would stop working in that moment. Well, you got to listen to all of us here. <laughs> Desirable, sustainable. Um, but basically, we needed to, to find a project that fit kind of the needs of, of the fact that it's a class that's got a definitive beginning and end. So we don't want people hanging on to this thing for years and years to come. We wanted something that would impact the community in a positive way. We wanted to bring together the community and we wanted to rally behind an important cause. And so literacy was the one that we kind of narrowed it down to, and um, thankfully one of the my fellow classmates had the suggestion of, you know, I've seen these many libraries around town. Um, the Rochester Public Library put together a program a couple years ago through funding from the United Way where they were able to construct and install um, a number of libraries in a few select uh, Rochester neighborhoods, and the feedback that the public library received from those was just, uh, it was a successful project. The people who own the libraries um, saw an increase in their neighbors coming out and, and kind of standing around and talking about books. and and <laughs> Because uh, you really do just put a mini library on a fence post at the right. end of your driveway. That's right. So That's what you do. It's a structure that looks something between a mailbox and a birdhouse. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> and it's, you know, it, it's meant to house everything from picture books to small, you you know, paperback novels. And um, so this is installed in the front yard of a homeowner and it's filled with books and neighbors can come by, take a book, leave a book, um, keep a book, 
borrow a book, Mm -hmm. however they want to organize that. Um, And it's up to the homeowners to keep the library going with books. And thankfully, um, here in Rochester, through the public library, the friends of the public library supply kind of refill kits to those in town who have these libraries. Whether you've built it yourself, you've gotten it through our program or through the public library, they will give you books to stock the library. Um, So that is a wonderful benefit that we had in working, partnering with the library. I would say that most of them that I've seen, I think, are filled with books for adults and kids, or maybe just adults. I know up 4th Street, if you go up the hill into 4th Street, there's a house that has got uh, an adult one and a little kid's one that's, right. that's shorter. It's a little just for kids only, so yep. they could make some room yep. and get the kids' books. So the idea of doing these, these mini libraries that are just for kids' books is great. Yeah, so definitely these libraries, I imagine, will evolve into containing books that fit whatever that neighborhood seems to be drawn to. Mm-hmm. Um, but because our goal is to increase the literacy rates in children in Rochester, we're focusing mostly on children's books. And you are focusing, I love this, you have strategic planning on where you want these libraries to go. That's right. So we took a look at the standardized testing results from Rochester Public Schools and identified schools that were below or at kind of the average Um, you know, grade level reading skills. Um, And so we really want to aim to put our libraries in the neighborhoods that are going to reach the kids that aren't reading at grade level. Um, One of the really um, kind of heart-wrenching statistics that we've heard again and again is that many states plan their prison needs based on fourth grade reading levels. And so clearly, the reading abilities of our children affect the community for years and years and years to come. People who aren't literate tend to be more on public services. They tend to be imprisoned more. Um, And so, you know, we will be benefiting the community for years to come by just getting books in the hands of these children. We're going to talk a little bit more about that because coming up this weekend is a chance for everyone to get involved in this Leadership Greater Rochester project. Our guest is Jessica Schmidt. We'll take a quick break and return and look at the weather I forecast too. KROCAM. It's 1023 at KROC. This is Broad Talk. Burton and Joy are here. Everyone else is on assignment. Jessica Schmidt is here. We're talking about the Leadership Greater Rochester mini library program that's going on. And Joyce had two cents that she wants to throw in with the uh, conversation. Good morning, Joyce. Thanks for listening. Good morning. What did you I suggest? I would like them to, um, Jessica and her group, to think about the fact that I appreciate the need for children's books in their little library houses, whatever they're calling them. But I really think it's important to have some adult books because there needs to be modeling. And if the kids don't see the parents reading, the kids are not as likely to read, and many parents don't have access to books or have books. So I would really suggest that even though you're attempting to get it to the kids, that you also give the adults the opportunity to model for their children. Yeah, that is a great part about the whole mini library program is having that opportunity for books. Thanks for calling in, Joyce. Thank you. And I love that the library is on on board with this as well, because anything that can get more people in the library... That's awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've heard from a lot of community members Mm -hmm. that we've talked to about this is that, you know, oh, we really need like a branch library in the Northwest. Right. And and that costs a lot of money and needs space and you need to build a building and get staff. There is a branch library. It's on wheels. That's and it right. comes to all the neighborhoods. The That's right. That's <laughs> and right. It's and awesome. So when the bookmobile's not in your neighborhood, you can walk down the street, get some exercise, and grab a book out of one of the mini libraries. Uh, 282-1234. Good morning. Welcome to KROC. Hello. 
Yeah, hello. Hi. What's uh, Do you just take books only, or do you also uh, have... I'm downloading, getting rid of uh, cassettes and video, HS videos ah. that are for kids. What are you? What are you? What are you going to be uh, taking for donations this weekend, Jessica? Thanks well, for calling in. We are just going to be taking books. Um, but if you happen to have a mini library in your neighborhood, I encourage you to reach out to the homeowners that have it in their yard. That may be something that they're interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not particularly our goal with the program, but certainly if they want. VHS or um, DVDs in their right. library. There's nothing check, stopping that. You can check with the library, too, yeah. if they take anything like that. That's true. Yeah. Otherwise, any of the Savers, Goodwill, Salvation Army types of things would work. Yep. Okay, so this Saturday, everybody needs to dig through and find their books and bring them on down. That's right. Where? Yeah. <laughs> We're going to be all over Rochester. We're going to be at all three Hy-Vee locations, so North, South, and Barlow. We're going to be at Apache Mall, Barnes & Noble, and we are going to be at People's Co-op and Fairway Foods. So we've kind of canvassed the city with volunteers that will be there to collect books. Um, Barnes & Noble is going to be giving back all on all purchases that mention their support of our program. They're going to give back 15% to us as a donation for the program. So if you have a list of books that you need to go pick up that you've been wanting to do, do it on Saturday so we can get some money back from Barnes & Noble on that. And it is Saturday from 10, 10 until 2. Yep until 2 p.m., and there will be volunteers there that also have applications available if you're interested in having a library in your yard. Uh, it comes to you at no cost. We are building them, installing them, painting them, stocking them with books for free for these families. Um, so if you think you're in a neighborhood with a lot of children in particular, but adults too, who mm-hmm. would like to read or who need these books in their hands, uh, if they're not able to get to the public library or bookstore, Come on down, fill out an application, and submit it. So far, we're, so we're doing 40 libraries across Rochester. Um, we've, I think we've reached 75 applications that we've received. So, wow. And if you don't know if your neighborhood is a place that is one of the targeted areas, because you have to be a little specific about where you want to put these mini libraries, if you don't know, should you just submit a form? Yeah. Or what should you do? We're, we're taking all applications. Um, you know, clearly we have certain areas that we want to target, but we want to make sure that these are spread across the city. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't want to have them all in one little area. So um, we've even had businesses apply. We've had nonprofits apply. We've had mobile home parks apply, mm-hmm. apartment buildings. As long as there's somebody there who can take responsibility if something should happen to the library, who can follow up in stocking the books, we will take your application and consider it. You know, we aren't turning anyone away, sure. that's for sure. Um, so, you know, it, it costs nothing to you to submit an application. So if you think you'd like one, go ahead and try. And long term, the books, you, you said you're going to be collecting them this Saturday. Mm-hmm. So, but for next year and five years from now, when those little libraries are still there, are you going to continue to do book collections once a year or what's your plan for that? You know, we don't have a plan for that, but what we what we are going to do is that any money that we raise above and beyond what it takes to construct the libraries, we are going to present it to the Rochester Public Library as kind of, um, you know, an endowment sure. to fund either book refills or if they want to build more libraries in the future. I mean, Leadership Greater Rochester kind of has an end. And so, unfortunately... Um, we kind of have to set our mm-hmm. involvement. You know, we need to end it at a, a definitive a time. One year class, we're a and one then year class. Next year's class will have another project. That's right. Yeah, but we want to make sure that the library is able to sustain this program as much as they can. Um, you know, we are depending on the friends of the library to f- 
provide these books to restock, but that probably won't last forever unless we receive donations on a consistent basis or money or they have the staff resources. There's a lot of things that could go into it that could potentially make that connection stop. So we're going to do everything we can to set it up so that continues to succeed. Okay, if people want more information about this program or donating books this Saturday, again, from 10 until 2 at basically every grocery store in town from 10 until 2, um, I know I'm looking right now at your Facebook page, but how else can they find information? They can go to rochesterminilibrary.org. Excellent. Thanks for being here, Jessica. Thank you Thank so you, much. Jessica. Thank you, Broads. <laughs> <laughs> now you're an official Broads. So you right. can stop by whatever you want. Now, Burton, you've got some books that you want to bring in. I brought yes. some, a bag with me. Because I knew she'd be coming here today. Yeah, I thought about it and I forgot. Well, I'm going to be gone on Saturday. <laughs> oh, so yeah, that's you're right. in charge of getting those books there on Saturday. Well, got my it? daughter's work at Fairway on Saturday. Oh, so there you go. Send them with her. Perfect. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot, Jessica. Thank you. 1029 KROCAM. Oh. News Talk 1340 KROCAM. This is Broad Talk. Burton. I was starting <laughs> at too many microphones. Hello. <laughs> Burton and Joy. Everyone else is on assignment. And you're on vacation. My brain is kind of on vacation. It's easy to do. (laughs) And coming back from vacation, you have to turn your brain back on. You look like you had a blast in Arizona. You had a great time. and So much fun. The weather was lovely. It was. You know, it actually rained Wednesday night. And I was like, what? It rains here? I've never been there when it's been rainy. But the best part is, of course, you went by herself. I did. (laughs) I needed some me time. (laughs) That's good. That's very good. And Joy, you were on a vacation. Was it a vacation? <laughs> she rolls her eyes. It it wasn't a vacation. It was a test run. Okay. It was a test run. Diesel and I went with my husband in his semi-truck on a three-day trip. Was was semi-large? It's semis. <laughs> his semi is not large. Did you go up to the Bakken oil fields or where were you? No, we were uh, all over South Dakota. All Ooh. over South Dakota this trip. But oh, you're so um, lucky. I'm telling you what, anybody that has seen Cliff and I know that a twin bed would not be real friendly, <laughs> but uh, that's where we camped out in the back of the semi on that the twin so bed. Oh my gosh, we were like about. two pieces of bread just sandwiched together. together. Once you're there, you don't move. Nobody moves. Nobody moves. So it was, um, I, wanted, I wanted to see what it would be like and... I want, because I want to go with him. Sure. I want Diesel and I to go with him, but um, I'll know better how to pack. I'll just know better. You know, it was just a trial run. Diesel did not do well. Mm-hmm. It was really rough. I need some dog Prozac for him next time well, we go. It was rough. And to be fair, and I guess we should back up here. I always forget that everybody doesn't know that you have a service dog. Yep. That is helping from a traumatic brain injury, yep. a result of a concussion in a car crash. Yep. Every once in a while, we should reset the table with that. <laughs> but Diesel definitely responds to your state. Yes. I, I mean, when we are at a restaurant, I've just noticed with him, when we're at a restaurant that's really noisy and clattery, or you feel like you don't have a good spot in the restaurant and mm-hmm. that... Um, it makes you nervous. Yep. You can totally tell he yep. responds to your state. It's crazy. Yep. It's yep. so impressive. He he had a rough time. He wanted to, because I was nervous because right. it was my first trip and I didn't know what to expect and everything. And so he just was like clinging to me, like super glued to me. 
and he kept putting his paws on my lap, but he was soaking wet because he was drooling so much because he was breathing, panting because I was nervous, he was nervous, and but we made it, hallelujah, oh my gosh, we made it home. <laughs> and when we got in the house, he ran up to the living room and he just rolled on the floor <laughs> so for like 15 minutes. He just rolled on the floor. He's like, oh, I'm so happy to be so home. So were you nervous being in the truck or was it just something that he was experiencing? No, I was nervous because right. um, it's a whole different experience being up that high. Right, it is. And um, I didn't know what to expect. And the roads were so bad. We were in that storm. Ooh. And oh. oh, it was just I was a wreck. So because I didn't know, will the I kept saying, now is the trailer going to slide behind us? And yeah, it was it was nervous. But so are you going to do it again? It'll be a while. But uh, <laughs> when the when there's no snow and no chance of snow, then Diesel and I so are going to brave it again. Because I would like. <laughs> us to get used to it. Right. But yeah, I'll probably just take some several Another trips little and, tiny mm-hmm. three-day trip. I will not be going on one of these week to two-week little jaunts. Where did That's you go little. in South Dakota? We went to our old stomping grounds. We went to Huron, mm-hmm. Sioux Falls. Brookings actually was um, where we lived in an 18-foot travel trailer when we were first married. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. Yep, we lived in Brookings, huh. and Cliff worked in the mailroom at the university there. Uh-huh. So it so was... So you were East River. You didn't yeah, go West River. Yeah, it was kind of fun to go back, and oh, it's so big now, and grown <laughs> so much, and past the Corn Palace, and <laughs> Cliff wouldn't let us stop. Dang it. Well, Dang then it. you got to go on another trip. Yeah, to the... Yeah, who <gasps> doesn't want to stop at the Corn Palace? Really? Serious. I've never been there, but sounds cool. You have to see it. Yeah. It it's really like one is. one of those things, right? Well, it is. And it's just so kitschy. And it they is. completely embrace the kitsch. Yeah, And that's they do. what's fun, too. Yeah, it is. It's fun. But that all aside, it's crazy impressive, the yeah. artwork that they make out of... Corn. Corn. and Well, different kinds of corn. They use sorghum. They use all sorts of different crops hmm. to make all of these different shadings and stuff. It's amazing. It really is amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, that's South Dakota. Amazing. <laughs> That's what it should say in the license plates. <laughs> South Amazing. <Dakota>. Amazing. <laughs> it's 1042 at KROC. Carol's Corn and Carol's Cup needs you. They they are trying to hire somebody new for oh, the summer. I saw that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is if you follow them on Facebook, you find out all kinds of good information Ooh. like that. So if you know anybody that needs a little part-time summer job, I can't wait till my kids first. are old enough to work. I could bring popcorn Can in you imagine yeah. working took, at Carol's no, Cup or Carol's Corn? That's like a dream job. That's Serious? what I'm talking about. It's a I mean, dream the job. Smells. I mean, oh my gosh. I well, took a bag of the Chicago mix to Arizona with me right. to my friend who is a Garrett's fan. Uh-huh. And I said, no, no, no. You yeah. have to try this. And I took a bag and they were just, right. <gasps> of course. My favorite thing is when did. I'm walking through the subway level and you see somebody who's got a, you know, a patient. Yeah who has a bag of stuff along with their whole folder of appointments. And I'll go, and I always, always I look at them, I give them a nod, I go, good choice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they go, oh yeah, this is always part of what we do when we come here. Like it's, it becomes part of the, you the go routine. to Rochester, mm-hmm. Mayo Clinic, Carol's, Carol's Corn. Corn. Yep. 
absolutely. I'm always pointing people in that direction. And you know what? And speaking of leadership, Greater Rochester, all the people that live in Rochester that haven't ventured down into the subway to pick that up, go and do it. Do it. It is in the subway level of the Kayla Grand Hotel right below Starbucks. You'll find them very easily. Just park right there on Center Street and pop on in and see them. Carol's Corn and Carol's Cup on KROCAM. This is Broad Talk on KROC. Karen and Brianna are on assignment. Burton and Joy are here. We all are. Well, I don't know about Brianna, but I know that Karen has gotten the book. And both of you have gotten the book yes. in advance of, it's kind of a book day, actually. It is kind of a book day. <laughs> in advance of our conversation toward the end of April with Dr. Amit Sood, um, he has the new book coming out that's all about happiness, but his previous book, The Mayo Clinic Guide to the Stress-Free Life, Stress-Free Living, Living I think. everybody's got it. And yep. I've been, I read it about a year ago. I continue to read it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There is really no beginning nor end for me on that book. Well, I just have a highlighter. Go back to, yeah. yeah, I have a highlighter and a pencil, mm-hmm. and I just pick it up, start reading it. Um, but you two are both just discovering it. So tell me about what you think about it. I feel like there's hope. <laughs> like seriously, because my mind doesn't work like it used to. You know, I don't remember. And just from reading the little bit I've read so far, um, I feel like that that is, I can regain that. Mm-hmm. I can regain um, memory, you know, of functioning, my brain functioning better mm-hmm. because of the way he talks about um, focused thinking and put it in default mode or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Sounds like I may be spending too much time in default and that has an effect on your memory. Right. I'm like, okay, I like this. And just so many nuggets of wisdom. I'm just like, oh, this guy's a genius. Mm-hmm. I mean, and the way he presents it is just so nice and just you can think about it and go, oh, and he even tells you, okay, if you've been reading nonstop, take a break. Some chocolate <laughs> would be good. Okay. You know, cause you can't just I sit down that. and power through the book because yeah. there's so much to take in. And I even go back and go, okay. And highlight and, you know, make notes of what I was thinking or how that struck mm-hmm. me. I have never done that in a book in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The science part of it is interesting because put most, it in a way that's understandable. Yeah, it kind of almost doesn't even qualify then as a self-help book. I mean, it certainly does, Mm -hmm. but um, because there's science explaining why you think the way that you do and, you know, maybe you're thinking this and then you're like, oh, that's exactly what I was. It's kind of, that's kind of the neat part about it. And Joy, there's, you said something that made you start tearing up a little bit. I did. When I, when I opened the book and read, it's like one of the very first pages in the introduction and at the end, the last paragraph he says, I am going with you on this journey. We're going to do this together. And, you know, I even start to get choked up now. I felt so much love from him and that, um, you know, his spirit is in this book. Oh, definitely, mm-hmm. His spirit mm-hmm. is in this book. And so continuing on to read with a highlighter mm-hmm. and a pen, mm-hmm. um, you just feel like um, you're not alone reading this. And for me, with the injury that I suffered, explaining how the connections work in the brain and how you make new connections, and that's exactly what I've been trying to do and working on the last three and a half years. So it was fascinating the way he puts it so simply, mm-hmm. 
you know, for me to understand a little bit better. But the book is just a loving book that you feel you're on the journey with a support team. Definitely. Mm -hmm. It's funny because, uh, well, Dr. Sud called in last month when we were talking about kindness because, okay, so I have known him for probably almost two years now. Interviewed him a couple of times about mindfulness. Meditation Mm -hmm. was the first one I ever, because I did not understand meditation. And he helped me to understand what meditation is, is not completely clearing your mind, but it's just being 100% present in what you're doing. And then when the ideas pop up, the thoughts pop up, you just send it down the river, just let it go. And then you continue to just be present because that default mode is what ends up, what you were mentioning, it gets you in trouble. Right. But I was thinking about when he called in and he started talking, and I don't remember the the group who was in the studio or not that day, if all of us were here or not. But Karen got this look on her face like, oh my gosh. And then hung up. We we shut down the show for the day. We're getting ready to leave. And Karen goes, I love him. I love him so much. I am a little bit afraid now, actually, because everybody is so excited yeah. to talk about this book. We spent a good chunk of the news break talking about yep. the book, yep. that when he is here, I'm afraid that he might we can kind of be a little overbearing at times. Yeah, all yeah of we us. can. So we, we can. you guys, we we're going to have to play it cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have to play it very cool. We can't have Karen sit next to him because no. she'll snuggle. Yeah. No, she'll we'll put him cuddle here. Him. We'll yeah. put him in Brianna's spot and we'll shift yeah, everybody she, down. Yeah. She can't sit next to him no. or she'll keep wanting to touch him also. Yes, she will. Yes, she That's will. her thing. That's she her wants thing. to always just touch. Yeah. <laughs> pet, pet the arm. Nope, don't do that. He is a... Basically a stranger to you, Karen. Yeah. Don't stop doing that. <laughs> but you feel like you know him. That's true. Well, you know, he just really lays it all out there. The thing that I thought was neat was um, this past weekend. Oh, so the Oregon concert got canceled. Oh, I saw that. I it? was so disappointed. Was it because of the weather? It was because okay. of the weather. And, you know, poor Andrew. He just was having a terrible time with this whole situation. And he, and so my family had come to town for that organ yes. concert. <laughs> and so my uncle who was 82 years old was sitting, they stayed at my house. My mom yeah. and my cousin stayed at my sister's, but my uncle and my aunt in their eighties stayed at my house. And he picked up that book. My uncle, the farmer picked up the book awesome. and he starts reading it. He just popped it open and starts reading it. And he turns to my aunt, he goes, do you suppose they have this at the Britain library? <laughs> And I said, I will take care of it for you, Uncle Maury. <laughs> I'm telling you. See, it's... He, even he said... And even, can reach anybody. Anybody, that's right. 282-1234. Good morning. Welcome to KROC. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hey, Tracy. This is Catherine, and I've dealt with you because I work with Dr. Sood. Hey. hey. <laughs> and, Hi, Catherine. I don't think he'd mind if Karen touched his arm. <laughs> he'd be okay with that. But I was going to say, if, have you had a chance to see any of his YouTube videos? Mm-hmm. Yes. And when on we, the Happy Brain. Yeah, we have, and we have posted them up before. I know I've shared them on my Facebook, but this is a good call to pop them out again it's because yeah. they're really cool. They are incredible, and and he'll 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 hold his own with you, ladies. I'm sure. <laughs> well, I have to say, Catherine, and I'm sure you'll back me up on this. The first time I interviewed him on Mayo Clinic Radio, he was a little nervous. And he wanted to know the list of questions that I was going to ask. And he was like, I don't know. I've never done this before. And the last time when I interviewed him for Mayo Clinic Radio, 
He said, I don't want to know questions. I want to, this is a lot easier now. I said, I think you've gotten yeah. a few interviews underneath your belt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think he's become a professional at <laughs> Well, thanks for calling in. And sure. thank you for listening. I'm sure. Oh, you... I, I love having a Thursday off when I get to listen to you, Gail. Yeah. You must have been the one who tipped him off that we were talking about him previously. Oh, occasionally I do. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks a lot, Catherine. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. 282-1234. Good morning. Welcome to KROC. Hello. Hi. Um, Could you please give his name and the name of the book? Well, I certainly will do that, Carol. It is Dr. Amit Sood and the Mayo Clinic Guide to Stress-Free Living. Okay. You can get it at the bookstore downtown. You can get it at, um, it's on Amazon. Yep. Yep. And I he got has it a, off Amazon. Yep, he has a brand new book about happiness that just came out last week. Um, how do you spell his last name? S-O-O-D. Okay, thanks. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye. Oh, yeah. Got to be reading that book. Yeah. yeah. Get prepared. Yeah. Everybody's <laughs> got to read it. All right, ladies, uh, we need to take our final break and then we'll be right back. This is Broad Talk on KROC AM.